Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Yo, What the Hell, a weekly smorgasbord where two friends get together each week and talk about things that they have found interesting. Uh, hello again. Uh, I'm going to be Bravo again because that's just, I feel like I'm stuck in a naming rut, but we're just going to go with it. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. Um, yeah, due to basketball, um, I guess I will be Trey since the Hawks just knocked out um, Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah, dating the episode for I don't know when this is going to be released. Yeah, because we're doing a recapping predictions and bullshitting. Yeah, yeah I, sh- I should have reached out to CC to have him on. To Oh, yeah, we, we didn't think well enough. No, no, that's poor planning on our part because we're doing two episodes in one day. Air horns, air horns, air horns. Boo, boo, boo. Uh, and we are. Sans toasty producer. We didn't thank him last episode that we recorded. So we'll maybe thank him now, fine. though. Yeah, thank you, Toasty Stama. All right, he was there like chiding us last episode. And isn't that really all the thanks he needs? Is just knowing that he gets to stomp on the bad things that we've done and tell us exactly. now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Dear listeners, we are coming off the finishing of the George Washington episodes. And boy, oh boy. We learned a lesson. We, we learned a fun time. Don't allow God Kings. No, exactly. And we endorse enemas, but not enemas with vinegar and tea. I mean, do that if you want, but talk to your doctor first. <laughs> they sound uncomfortable and bad. <laughs> really do. Like, kind of like smell it, like spoiled tea. I know. It sounds like it, it feels like it would burn your butt, like, really bad. I don't know, like, I feel like the tea would mellow it out a bit, but... That vinegar, though, sir. Yeah, that's true. Right up burning in the booty hole. Ooh. That is... That is yikes. Anyway, I'm probably going to delete all that. Uh, that's fine. No one needs to know about burning up in the booty hole. That's true. That's true. But yeah, as, uh, as Trey said, we're doing a recap of terribly aged predictions. Horribly Good. aged predictions. This, whoo! Yeah, sports. Uh, we haven't been a very sports-centric podcast, but obviously both Trey and I are big sports ball fans of all varieties. And uh, shout out CC. He uh, he couldn't make it, but uh, he's there in spirit, being happy the Yankees have turned three triple plays. <laughs> weirdly enough. I mean, they're doing okay. Like, the Yankees could still, by, like, hook and crook, end up in postseason. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, like, a lot of injuries, though. Like, that's the fucking... That's baseball right now. Fucking so many goddamn injuries. And I feel like that's just every sport this year. Like, with COVID protocols and them doing, like, all these different things, these guys are, like, getting lax on their, like, personal health when they're playing and... (laughs) <laughs> working out, I guess, because, man. Yeah, you know, it's been insane. Like, my St. Louis Cardinal been so fucking bit by the injury bug. Like, oh, man, I didn't realize how bad the Cardinals were for the Cardinals. Like, this is, like, a really bad Cardinals year. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. Like, oh, my God. Like, oh, so much pain. So much pain. Like, 
we have lost two of our three starters, at least off the top of my head right now. Like, Jesus. One missed, like, Michaelis missed the entire year last year, pretty much. And then he came back in his first start and got hurt. And then Jack Flaherty, uh, he's hurt right now. And he should be coming back soon. But good God. And that's, like, not even counting, like, our offense just being anemic as fuck. Like, we've already almost been no-hit twice. Uh, we haven't, thankfully. Yeah, but... Like, today, we had a doubleheader, and we scored nine fucking runs in the first game, and then had two hits in the second game. So, like, beyond streaky. That is beyond streaky, sir. That's, like, really shit. <laughs> Oh, not great. Not great. How are your socks doing? Um, really well. So I haven't been watching nearly as much baseball as I normally would like to this year since I um lived at live at nighttime and I've been so basketball centric for the last few years and it, it only gets worse. Especially because I, I really enjoyed the tank season. Like I enjoyed having no stake in anything so much. But um, every time I do watch anything like highlights of the Sox or anything of the Sox, they're doing fucking phenomenal. They're almost at 600, and um, sure, they're almost tied with the Devil Rays, but as which is unfortunate. But they're way better than everyone else in their division, and Jesus, the um, yeah, it's kind of amazing. I really thought they were gonna be hot trash because. They looked like they were going to be hot trash at the end of last season still. And Jesus. It's almost like, uh, you know, the Cardinals swapped places with the hot trash socks and the socks are doing good. Oh, I know. It's man. We shouldn't have talked about it because I think I I think I fuck you by talking about it together. (laughs) I, I am eating so much crow right now that there are feathers coming out of my mouth. Like it has been. Like, just pain. It's so bad. Man. I get it, man. It's a weird, like, mini seasons. It's a really weird season. Like, um, I'm just looking at the AL right now and the standings, and, like, I realized the athletics were on fire, but I didn't realize that the Astros were, like, you know, even, like, doing better than them. Because, I mean, the Astros are six point. Or .606 right now, where Oakland is a... Yeah, yeah, it's fucking insane. Where Oakland is .608, which is just fucking phenomenal. I mean, both of them being over 600 in the same fucking division. I mean, damn. Yeah. And then on the flip side, like, the Diamondbacks, like, neither of us are Diamondbacks fans, but god damn, they suck. They are so bad. They're worse than the fucking Rockies. Yeah, that's saying something. I think they're worse than the Pirates, right? Let me, yeah, yeah, they're, they're like, God damn, they're worse than the Pirates. And the Pirates are a steaming pile of horse shit. Yeah. Um, no, they're I worse think... than the, God, the Rangers. Oh, they're the worst I... team in baseball. Worse than Baltimore, even. Yeah, no, I think they are, like, on pace to, like, break the record of, like, most, like, consecutive, like, road series losses to start a season. Because, like, Jesus Christ, like, everyone's stepping on those snakes. Like, you're not supposed to step on snake, but... Well, you know, after the last administration, we know that really stepping on snake means tread on me harder, daddy. 
God, exactly. Not to kink shame, but the fuck. I don't know. We're we're gonna diamondback shame though right now because holy fuck, that's terrible. Yeah, they're so bad. Man, I don't even know who's on the Diamondbacks anymore. Like, who is their anchor now? Like, nobody. Carson Kelly just broke his wrist. Fuck. He's a catcher, so. I know, but Kelly's, like, actually good, so. (laughs) Yeah. He wasn't going to play on the birds because of Yachty being just immortal. (laughs) Sometimes you just get catchers that last forever. I mean, like, God. If Yachty doesn't end up in the Hall of Fame, like, I will fucking riot. He probably will. Like, I would assume he would. I mean, I would assume, too, but I'm biased as all hell, and I don't want that prediction to age poorly like everything else I said in the first fucking episode. (laughs) True, I get that. Yeah, I mean, no, but surely like, he will get in. Like, does he, he has a few rings, and have they I put Baratik yeah. in yet? I don't know. I know um, Yachty just tied. Now uh, Yachty tied Johnny Bench for eighth most career hits for AL or NL catchers. So, nice. if you're in top ten hitting at your position, like, he's probably gonna get it. Now, what other predictions do we make? Like, um, I thought we all kind of agreed that um, the Padres would be one of the hottest teams. Yeah, that has aged well. That has aged very well. I, I'd say it's like aged mostly okay. I just think that this year the National League West is one of the hardest divisions in baseball. Like, the Giants are doing phenomenal, the Dodgers are doing phenomenal, and the Padres are all doing phenomenal. Yep, other like than the, the Rockies and the Snakes. Yeah, the the Rockies and Snakes are horrible, but the Padres could still easily have a deep postseason run as long as they, you know, keep on keeping on and don't, like, get the injury bug or just get the bad series bug. Like, that's the unfortunate thing about all sports, like, in, in playoffs. If you get, like, a bad team matchup, you're just kind of fucked. Yep, agreed. You can be, like, the hottest team, like... Mm-hmm. Like fucking um, like the Astros and Nationals, like or the Astros and Dodgers or whoever the fuck. I don't fucking remember anymore. Like both. Well, the Astros were cheating, so that was a bad analogy. So yeah, but, but unfortunately, with baseball, I feel like there's such a long historic like precedent of cheating that it's almost part of the game that every few years a team's gonna win and then it's gonna be found out a decade or two later that they were cheating. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, gosh, as long as it's been a national sport, there's been, like, cheating scandals. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's as old as the game, honestly. Yeah. Let's see. What else? Oh, the Thunder tank. And uh, I love it for Oklahoma City legend Kimball Walker. I'm here for it, man. That 16th pick that they got for Kim or with the Horford and Walker trade. Like, the 16th pick is going to be really helpful. Yeah. Like, I've seen a lot of bad takes on Twitter 
and Reddit about like what are what are the Thunder going to do of all these picks? Well, most years Sam will trade two picks for a trade up pick. Like last year, they traded two picks to go up two spots to get Alexander or not Alexander, but to get Pokushevsky. Mm-hmm. So I can only say that he is preparing for getting like the lowest that they can go this year is the seventh seed. Um, which is in a few days when they decide the lottery odds. And I'm sure that he's preparing to get the seventh seed as worst case scenario and throw like five picks at it because they have 37 or 36 picks over the next six or so drafts. Like 10% of this year's um, 10% of this year's fucking picks are owned by Oklahoma city. That's just absolutely insane. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely insane. And, like, I don't know. I, like, how high do you think Presty wants to go? Do you think he wants to fucking try to sell it all to get to draft number one to get that? But, like. I have a theory that they haven't. They're, I have a theory that if they get number one, they'll take Cade. Because uh, Cade's going to be the number one. Like, if Cade's not the number one, I will genu- genuinely be shocked. Um, after that, I can't tell who will take what, but he's like the clear, like OSU was so good this year because Kate Cunningham was so much better than every other player on the floor. Every time he played like, cause OSU wasn't a phenomenal team, phenomenal team this year. They're one of the best coach teams in basketball in college basketball, but not a phenomenal like group of boy or gentlemen. I don't know what to call these 19, 18 year olds playing basketball. Oh, man. They are yes, men. But Cade Cunningham was so much better than everyone else he played with. It was ridiculous. Like, that yeah. dude is going to be the first. But my theory is that Oklahoma City traditionally or has a strong center. And there is a very good strong center that is in that top five people under Cade. And I kind of think that instead of selling the farm for Cade, if he doesn't get number one, I'd say there's a good chance that Presty goes after Mobley and, you know, throws three picks to jump, like, from the five to, like, the three or or the four to the two to get Mobley. Yeah, because, I mean, they just traded Moses Brown, which, I mean... He was okay. Like he was all right. Moses Brown... If he develop if he develops really well, he'll be a good bench center. Like that dude's never gonna be like a a like starting lineup championship caliber center. Like he's just not gonna do it. He's not Embiid or or well, I don't even know what if I'd say I don't know what the fuck Porzingis actually is anymore. <laughs> he's like a really tall starting forward. Yeah, like. And there's drama with fucking Luca and Porzingis too. I know, man. That whole organization imploded though. Like, you know, they don't have a. I don't think they have a GM right now, and they don't have their head coach mm-hmm. or a head coach. And man, they needed to just like do a lot of things to make baby boy Luca happy because Luca's gonna be so good. And Luca's gonna Luca's gonna either have a ring or be like always in the conversation for years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you don't want to piss off a talent like that. 
Now, especially when you traded for him. Like, yeah. he doesn't have to fucking stay. Well, they have his bird rights. Uh, they have, or they have Luca's bird rights. Um, they because they since they traded for him on draft day. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that they have his trade rights, just like Atlanta had, or bird rights, just like Atlanta has Trey Young's bird rights. Okay. Which I'm actually now, like I was making fun of Atlanta for tr- doing that trade until this season. Like with Trey Young's like development this season has been like, okay, I guess you guys made a good good deal. He's working really well for you. And the only people here to make fun of are the Kings who didn't take Luca when they had the number one pick. Yep. You guys are dumb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, basketball has definitely been uh, pretty interesting. I mean, and it's good to see that the super teams have, uh, at least for now, fizzled out. I mean, everything but the Clippers. The Clippers are still going strong. Um, Clippers Suns game one was this afternoon. I followed that on my phone while we were doing gardening work. And the Suns won. So good. Go I'm Suns. okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would m- always rather see a team that's not a California team or a New York team win any sporting event. And the Clippers need to be bad for the good of the Thunder and probably the good of basketball. Yeah, I agree. And like, because we have one of their picks, right? Oh, we have a fuck ton of their picks. Like, a fuck ton. Not this year, but starting next... I don't think this year. This year, we may have a second round of that. But next year, starting, we have a shit ton. Oh, like, Oklahoma City has almost all of their picks for the next four or five years. God. Presky like, has a problem. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Don't say a problem. He has a war chest, sir. And he's trying something. What The best thing about this is, even if you don't like the Thunder, this is a great experiment that we're seeing unfold. We're seeing what happens when a GM goes to, like, the nihilistic extreme <laughs> of, like, getting... Um, assets in their rawest form to build a super team when you have no ability to attract stars to play for you. Because let's be real, like markets like Oklahoma City, Memphis, um, even places like Milwaukee don't really have a way to get superstars to go there. Yeah, like, who wants we're to not, live there? Yeah, exactly. The, everyone's going to say who wants to live there when it's like, why do you care? You're fucking rich. Like, you're fucking rich. Have your house here and go back to fucking L.A. or wherever you want to live whenever you're off. Why do you give a shit if you can if you can be on the best possible winning scenario? Who fucking cares? But exactly. that's neither here nor there. The point is that since you can't attract superstars, like Sam is doing the best thing ever or the best of his ability to take all these assets, turn them into just straight up picks and be like, I'll just get the superstars. Exactly. And I mean, like, worst case, you just trade off some of those picks for a better fucking pick. Yeah. Or shit. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in two or three years from now, like, they trade off, like, two or three of those picks and, like, a um, some cap filler players to get, like, a mad superstar. Like, someone who's like Luca but madder and, and be like, fuck this team. I'm done. Because yeah. that's the way to do it. Just be like, I want you, angry player. Come here. Come here for our cheap cost of living currently. And let's put a ring on your finger. Man, if OKC ever wins a title, like, God, that would be fucking nuts. Oh, yeah, no, it will be. And I'll be, I'll be a horrible piece of shit. 
It's like next week when we record. I'm going to be a horrible piece of shit if we get Houston's pick. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, outside of sports, though, I have like another interesting topic to talk about. This is very radically different. It's a news story I found a while back. That is just like a nice, hopeful thing to counterbalance how awful the world is. Because um, like Japanese researchers, I don't know if you've seen this. But they are testing a drug that is made out of modified herpes virus. And it's made to attack brain tumors and cells that are cancerous. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they're thinking it's working. They're, it's a Professor Toto Tomoki from the University of Tokyo. And he thinks that by using this genetically modified herpes virus that they should be able to destroy cancer cells. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, like, last month they started, they approved, the Japanese health ministry approved testing with it. So there should be testing soon. It brings up the survival rate of patients with brain cancer from 1% to 15% right oh, now damn. before trials. So, that's, yeah, pretty that's good. A big like, jump. Yeah. That's a very big jump. Cause like, there's not many cancers that you all, that you all that you like, if you get it, you die from anymore. Um, there's like bone marrow. If you get bone marrow, you're dead. If you get brain, you're dead. And if you get like highly progressed, um, um, prostate or breast, you're dead. Yep. And that's really like about, usually if you get a cancer, they just like do a bunch of bad shit to you. And it's like, you're miserable for two or three years and now you're good. Yeah, no, that's like, I mean, a 14% jump, like, like, yeah, your odds aren't great, but they're a whole hell of a lot better than 1%. Exactly, like, 1% is m scary. Yeah, no, it's not good. And then on a, this is a total fucking change of pace. So, good. Uh, the big, the big discourse that's been on Twitter is uh, the idea that Batman does not eat pussy, and, uh, you know, that's just a shame, because real heroes, real heroes go down, like. <laughs> I just don't understand why this is a thing that, like, happened and came up, like, how, so, I only kind of knew this was happening, I knew a bunch of people were complaining on Twitter about this, and then you and Toasty Producer explained to me this happened. But I'm still blown away that this is an actual controversy that nerds are fighting about. Why does one care? I assume the like DC execs care. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is like there's still a certain segment of the population who just don't believe that women should have or enjoy sex. And I feel like maybe that's not a necessary like Maybe that's, like, not the main factor, I, I suppose, but, like, surely there's, like, some of that going on, too. But, like, yeah, like, it's so dumb. So, like, what? He's perfectly fine, like, blowing up a motherfucker's head, like, beating the shit out of Bane. 
versus like, oh no, he can't go down on fucking Catwoman. Like, bro, I'm not trying to simp, but like, who the fuck wouldn't go down on Catwoman? I mean, honestly, like, doesn't Selena deserve that for putting up with Bruce's bullshit? She really does. She's just fucking queen. There's a lot of bullshit that goes on with like sitting around a Bruce and like trying to be that man's life partner. Yeah. Man, like you're going to have a lot of dumb, crazy people like come at you for no reason because he's the fuck goddamn Batman. Yeah. I mean, Joker knows who he is. I mean, that's pretty much established in most comics that Joker just knows who he is. He just doesn't give a shit because he's a crazy person. Um, the Penguin's not really a problem. The Riddler is only sometimes a problem. But his, like, rogue gallery of, like, nut jobs is, like, through the roof. A big problem. And they're going to come and do weird shit to you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who does go down? Joker. Joker does. <laughs> and he's a crazy motherfucker. You're going to let him <laughs> fucking have that? Like... Bro, I, like, in Joker's defense, though, or uh, again, in Bruce's defense, Joker might, but Joker may also decide to then shove that lady off a cliff for no reason. That's true. Well, because I was implying it was Harley Quinn, but you know, hey, I'm not well versed in the comics anymore. I, I, I'm getting better, man. I recently read like a week or two, no, two weeks ago, one of the best written Batman comics I've ever read. Usually, I have a lot of problems with Batman. Mm-hmm. Um. Mainly because I think he causes more problems. Like, the way he's portrayed, especially in live-action media. He's portrayed yep. in a way that he causes more problems than he solves. But I I read um, Bendis' run from last year, Batman Universe. Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal. It was an extremely witty Batman who was very much more Sherlock Holmes than... I'm the goddamn Batman. Batman. And it was just him basically palling around with um, Hal Jordanson chasing down um, the Riddler through, like, time and space. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, no, it was really cool. Like, the Riddler stole an object for unknown reasons and Batman is attempting to stop the Riddler and the Riddler is acting what Bruce describes as very strange and unorthodox like something he something isn't right with the Riddler and he's just chasing him down with this weird Fabergé egg huh and it's really good. Like, it was so well written. Like, they were written so well done. Like, they have a whole conversation about how, in there, about how both Bruce and Hal like dinosaurs and how dinosaurs are cool. <laughs> I will say, like, I had, I take certain issue with just the superhero genre. I feel like, especially now in like media, like, I don't know, the whole idea of like, one person saving the day and like being the hero it's like really authoritarian like kind of fashy and i don't like that and i know like i'm being like overly critical maybe to an extent maybe i should just shut the fuck up and just watch it because you know (laughs) i'm a fucking nerd but like man i just like the whole genre is kind of just like kind of gross to me now maybe it's because Zack snyder just being a fucking weirdo no, like, it can be really gross. And have you seen The Boys at all? 
No, I haven't. Okay, because that whole property is basically addressing, like, the terrible, like, problems that can arise with um, super-powered people. Oh. That's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, I have a few things at home. Like, I have something called The American Way, which is a one-shot about superheroes behaving very poorly in um, civil rights America. Huh. And the super team does not, um, they don't handle superhero integration very well. <laughs> and that's a really good, like, one shot look. And um, on the authoritarian side, there's, um, have you ever read Red Sun? Yeah. Superman? yeah. Okay. I think that's another good look at, like, like the moral conundrums of superhero and the fact that, like, superheroes often just reflect the culture they're written in. Yep. Because, like, yeah, it's very well that a, or very reasonable in my mind, that a Clark Kent in the Soviet Union is a very different Superman <laughs> than in Kansas. I need to reread that, honestly, like, frankly, just because it was, it was a good read, and I haven't read it in, like, you know, seven years, something like that. Oh, totally. Like, there's things that I've been, I've been doing a lot of rereads recently. I've been rereading, um... Parts of One Piece because I have a problem and I hate myself. <laughs> and um, I want to reread some Alan Moore soon. I might reread um, V for Vendetta. Nice. But I really actually wouldn't mind rereading his Swamp Thing run either. But I'd have to go track it down, like mm-hmm. either from a library or comic book store. And there's a lot of new comic books that I need to read before I go buy old things. Yeah. It's like that with fucking anime for me. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, oh, I know. Trying to work my way through the universal century of Gundam, but that shit's so depressing that you have to break it up with <laughs> uh, lighter hearted stuff because holy shit. Oh, I get it. I'm like, what am I? I'm near the end of the fourth part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, and then I'm probably going to watch. Um,. I might rewatch the original Gundam. I'm going to watch a Gundam for sure. I just don't know which one yet. I was going to watch the fifth part of JoJo because I found it all for, on Blu-ray at the anime store. But I, since I'm paying now blood money to the emergency vet for the cat, um, it costs so much money to do that. I'm trying not to have any unnecessary economic transactions for the next <laughs> two weeks or so. Because... Mm-hmm. Emergency vets cost way too much money. And yeah, I mean, it is that not... already is expensive. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Like we paid a lot of money. And just to have them say, Yeah, your cat's probably okay. Yeah. No, I I feel that it's fucking highway robbery, man. It's real bad. Real bad. The cat gave the real sad. He cost a lot of money to deal with. I'm glad he's just yeah. a cat and not a child. God, yeah, because you'd have like quite the uh, bigger investment. Yeah, could be a lot more money. <laughs> oh man, speaking of dogs, did or pets? Did you read the article about that lady who adopted a pandemic dog and then put it down? No. Yeah, so the dog had biting issues, but. And the way the article was written, she, I don't know, she, I feel like she really 
didn't do like a good enough job trying to she adopted like an eight-year-old beagle and it's like yo you have a tiny apartment in new york like it's not the place for a beagle and like you should do a better job trying to socialize with it and like crate it give it a place to hang out you know but like yeah she put that dog down and it's like she was the enemy on twitter for that day i don't want to dogpile too much if you pardon the use of the phrase but like man it was not great it sounds awful like man why would you put it down like find a way to just give it away fuck it, apparently it bit like seven people well tell him not to get near the dog then apparently he doesn't like your asses yeah like he can't tell you to fuck off he can just bite you and bark exactly like that's all dogs do poor puppy i know it was big sad not fun I don't know if I'm gonna keep that in because that was a fucking big change of fucking pace. Oh no, that is that is, that is a big sad. Oh man, they're already having um, positive COVID test in Japan from Olympic like folks. Yeah, that's why they should have fucking canceled it. I know it's like man, just give it. A, you know they keep having um, people like protest it too in Japan. That they're having the Olympics and. Someone committed, some, like, high-level Japanese person, I think, committed suicide recently. And, um, like, something about the pressure of dealing with the Olympics happening during COVID. It's like, man, that is just sad. And why are you guys doing this then if it's causing so many problems still? Yeah, well, I mean, like, fucking FIFA and the IOC are some of the most corrupt sporting organizations, if you will, like. Because, like, building the fucking... People died in uh, Qatar for the fucking World Cup Stadium. And oh, I know, like, but... Yo, like, God damn. Man, I feel like the Arab um, God State Kingdoms basically all have their hands up FIFA's rear, like puppets, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who actually controls FIFA, but if you told me that it was some sultan, <laughs> like, was behind the scenes pulling most of the strings, I wouldn't be surprised. Because FIFA is fucking, like, scummy and way tied to, like, oil money. I I am not a fan of FIFA. Like, whenever I think about how it would be cool for, like, you know, other sports, like basketball and um, baseball to more internationalize, I worry because of FIFA. Oh, agreed. Like, it's such a shady fucking group people like and i like soccer like i'm very pro soccer but and especially like with the whole like that whole like nations league or whatever they fucking like try to do like good lord the backlash on that was insane well that sounded like that just sounded like a bunch of rich guys trying to like you know have their cake and eat it too exactly like we want to make more money by more games but we also want to exclude these like, less prestigious teams that are on our same level from having more of this money. Yeah. No, it's so fucking dumb. Maybe sports were a mistake. That's a uh, takeaway from this. <laughs> I think the takeaway from anything is just, like, society's a mistake. Everything's a mistake. Go live in the woods or something. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Just fucking live in the woods. Be a bear. 
shit in the woods. Oh, gosh. I was going to say, there's two ways to be a bear. You can either shit in the woods, or you can go, like, hit a wonderful club and bar and go beat a nice little guy. Either one are, like, both good. Yeah, I like both bears. I've known both yeah. bears. Exactly. Like, very pro-bear. Yeah, oh, we're pro-bear here. <laughs> You're either shit in the woods or, you know, having fun with other dudes and always the word fun. Exactly. I, both of them are fun. Like, unless poison ivy or ticks are involved. Like, <laughs> That's uh, true. Ticks are never fun. No, they're bad. But yeah, no, like, I think I think we nailed the news and sports. Yeah, we've goofed off enough. Exactly. So yeah, I think, uh, I think we're going to call it here. This is a nice little humbling recap episode. God, my fucking St. Louis Cardinals. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, every time I look at Boston, it's like, hey, this is going great. So I'm pretty yeah. happy about it. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, um, it's... It's a surprise, but a yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised every time I look at baseball. But yeah, um, anywho, um, I've been Trey this this time, and I think we'll wrap it up here because we have now both been broadcasting from um, Norman, Oklahoma, on unseated Kickapoo, Osage, Kiowa, Wichita, and Quapaw lands. You are muted, sir. Yeah, I uh, have not moved as of this recording, but by the time this airs, because Lord knows when that'll be, uh, I will have moved, most likely. But uh, yeah, I have been Bravo. Uh, you can find me at not Bravo Delta. You can find the show at you know what the hell PD on Twitter. Or you can email us, give us feedback, tell us how much this sucked at what the hell pod at gmail.com. Give us some feedback. Uh, we have stickers. Let us know if you want stickers. Stickers are cool. Uh, I would like to thank Singe Wavering for our logo. As always, he's good people. We need to have him on. Uh, and I want to thank the Toast Man himself. Uh, he's not here, but he's always here in spirit. But, uh, yeah. Ciao, folks. Ciao.